Hello, this is Maurice Harker. I'm glad you've taken the time to listen to this podcast. What you're about to listen to is a set of principles that come from the discoveries I've made as a therapist working with married people and people fighting for self-mastery. And so please enjoy what you're listening to. And then when you want more advanced training, look us up at Life Changing Services, especially if you're a married person, check out the Marriage Repair Workshop and the Lazarus Lectures. Enjoy what you listen to. Because we men are fighting against a wave of American psychology that is not helping. In the late 1950s and early 1960s, there was this massive men are over controlling, men are over domineering. And so when, ever since I was a child, I remember being told, don't try to be controlling, don't try to be domineering. And the pendulum swung so far to the other direction that it killed all training for leadership, appropriate household leadership. And we were told things like, when you ask a girl on a date, you say, what do you want to do? I'll go do whatever you want to do. And the girl's all, you're asking me on the date. And he's all, yeah, but I don't want to control what we do. I don't want you to feel controlled. So we have a non-leading man with a woman who's willing to follow a non-leading man. And everyone's wondering why we're sitting there. Like uh, those uh, um, vultures on the tiger movie, okay, <laughs> Jungle Book. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? All right. I empathize, ladies, now with your frustration with trying to be a healthy follower to a healthy leader who's not leading. So part of what we're hoping to accomplish as we practice cognitive intimacy is the man reflects upon the exercise and goes, I need to bring more detail to my invitation. Sadly, let me tell you some embarrassing stuff about some of us, men. You probably already figured this out yourself is we are way more hypersensitive than you are when it comes to hurt feelings. We just don't think we are. Okay. Because what if I say, um, how would you like to go hiking? Um, well, I don't really like hiking. Oh, fine. You don't want to do anything with me. You hate me. You're going to tell all your friends you hate me. Like, whoa, whoa. I feel so rejected by you. Uh, all I said is I don't really like to go hiking. Fine. You don't want to do anything with me. I'm telling all my friends you don't ever want to do anything with me. You're pulling your hair out again, going, where, how, where, how did this spin out so fast? So, and just say, do you want me to be a church going wife? Do you want me to be a boating on Sunday wife? Do you want me to be a beer drinking wife? What do you, what, what did you have in mind when it came to a wife? I know in my own situation, uh, in a tense moment, my wife said, do you want me to be a non-thinking, non-feeling wife? And back then, to my horror, the demons popped in my head and said, that'd be awesome. But I successfully did not say that out loud. I'm proud of myself. I did not say that out loud. And I thought, that's probably unhealthy for me to want a wife that doesn't think or feel. Yeah, I should probably reevaluate that. And 10 years later, I think I'm decently equipped to actually listen for at least seven minutes. Very proud of myself for all that development. You might have to soften the analogy and say, what did you have in mind? I need to know if I want to take this journey with you. Okay. Give a little more multiple choice that's a little more tangible. And you watch yourself on video. Was I insulting? Was I rude? Was I gaslighting? And you go, no, that was a pretty decent way of asking for a clarifying question. Is it appropriate for me to ask a clarifying question? 
yes, I'm a human being that has to know whether to make lunch or not, whether to put coats on the kids or swimming suits. I got to know what to do. And unfortunately for us men, confidence and competence are our lifeblood like safety and security are for you. It's not uncommon for follow-up questions to make us feel stupid because we didn't think of it already. That's not your fault. It's not your fault that we didn't think of it. We just have to retreat and regroup and, and try again. Because if you're going to be a husband, you have to get used to that stuff. You have to get prepared. Now, I try to stay a step ahead of and go, I have figured there's seven things I have not thought of yet. And before you, I feel insulted by the things I forgot. I'm going to ask you to tell me what I forgot. So I'm in charge of the conversation. It's pathetic, but it works for me. At least I feel like the leader. I don't feel like I'm being slammed with hard questions. If she has more than seven questions, I have to go reload my emotional fortitude and be ready for seven more questions. That's also embarrassing that I have to do that process. Ugh, to be an easily insulted man is so embarrassing. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.